0: With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time
1: on KCLR.
0: Yes, a very good evening to one and all. How are we on this Monday evening? It is the 14th of August. Had you a good weekend? Did you enjoy lots of hurling action that was on over the weekend? Did you go to Dr. Cullen Park yesterday? Well, let watch Cullen Park, but it will be Dr. Cullen to a lot of people. The Carlos Senior Final was on between Mount Leinster Rangers and St. Mullins. Did it go the way that everybody expected to go? Well, we'll soon find out because we'll be talking to Terence Kelly about what happened at that final yesterday. Today We will have some views from around the county of Kilkenny when it comes to the senior championship and we'll hear from some of the managers that was playing in games over the weekend. We will also be talking to Kilkenny, under 20 manager and KCLR analyst Mark Dowling later on as well to go through some of the games that he was at the weekend and to see how the league is setting up after round two and we will be announcing obviously our usual electric player of the week later on as well so make sure you stay tuned for all that coming up but first of all let's move over across to the next county our neighbours over in Carlow and let's talk about the hurling final that was there yesterday Mount Leinster Rangers and St Molins taking on one another two of the best teams in Carlow and our man for KCLR was there with Brendan Hennessy and that was Mr Terence Kelly Terence how are you this evening
2: I'm good. I'm good, Martin. Listen, happy and good in good form. You know, good form. So, and Martin, yeah, I was up there. I was up at the four games over the weekend, and uh, you know, it's great. But listen, talking about the big game yesterday, the, the senior final ranges from 3-19 uh, to one seventeen. But this was the cracker. This was an absolute cracker after having two semi finals that was a lot to talk about in the wrong way. We were served a feast of hurling yesterday. Now, it takes good two good teams to have a good game. Uh, the for, the scoring might be a little false. Frank Foley in the Rangers' goal made three outstanding saves, you know, and uh, at the end of the day, like that was the difference. But no, as I said, the uh, Rangers started very, very well. They were first into the game and got a few couple of pints early on. Uh, Chris Nolan got a pint early on, and, um, and Donna Murphy got a pint early on. And the fact they went three pints up. But. Um, Then to a delta blow, Gary Lawler, their influential wing back, pulled up. He was just going for a ball, got caught in the player somewhere, a twist of a knee, and God, he's unfortunate. He is being kind of brought up in many of the games this year. He has so many leg injuries, hamstrings, grinds. (laughs) Yes, that was the knee. But listen, he was replaced then by Tony Lawler, and Tony lasted six or seven minutes, and he had a reoccurrence of a hamstring injury. So... I've got to set myself this is not going to be our day. But listen, Rangers played so well. They absolutely played so well. And when you see the like of John Dyes from St. Morans, Paddy Bowling from St. Morans, Philip Connors from St. Morans being held scoreless in a game, an all-action-packed game. Brilliant saves from, from uh, Frank Foley. But you have to have to look at the work of Kevin McDonnell, centre-back. He was on Marty Kavanagh. Now, Marty had his own problems. He had a bit of a knee injury early in the game. He was down for a while, went in full forward, came back out. I think he was only in third gear. be straight with you. He wasn't flying as he normally is, but Kevin did a wonderful job on him. In the middle of the field, we had John Nolan up against James Isle. Now, James Isle is a household name in Carlow and in many counties, and the performance that uh, John Nolan put up against him was just magnificent. Jack Cavanagh, the veteran of the team, he's been there since all God's time. Jack in the middle of the field on Feekel, Chris Patrick. Jack ended up with two points and play, Feekel, got his goal. But it was a massive, massive battle. And, uh, you know, going up, to the, going up to the full forward line for Rangers. Kieran Cavanagh, the corner forward, and Donna Murphy, the other corner forward, they got six points between them from play. That during the semi-final, they got seven points, four and a three. But just about Eddie Byrne in between was demanded in the Knopfler at the spade work. And, uh, you know, but Chris Nolan, this is where the story starts. Chris Nolan was pitied on i will be one of the best fullbacks in the country like in Paul Dial. Paul Dyle is a quality hurler. A quality hurler so he is, and Chris scored a goal in six points on play on him. Now, that sounds like dream and stuff, but it's the fact that's what happened. And he got three points on freeze also. But no, uh, for for Sam Morrins I said the battle to the end, so did it, it. Marty I said got Marty got ten scores. And um, he got two from play and the other the other ones were from freeze one sixty five and the other one's from freeze from all over the place. Missed a couple of freeze which is untypical of him. Conor Ho, who has uh played very, very well in the semi final, scoring four points. he was kind of tied down somewhat too now, you know, by by Richard Kelly or by Richard Cody, so he was in he played really, really well. Uh Paddy Boland had his hands full. He was on well, he was on DM Burn for a while and then he went out on Michael Doyle and he was all over the place but they bottled him up fairly well but all in all it was a game that could have gone either way like there was three magnificent saves for Rangers you know they were huge at the time now same our Rangers were the better team like they had more pep in their step and uh, you know they were beaten in the league part of this by uh, six points 115 to 24 points but yesterday they come out prepared losing the two players didn't help the job but, you know, they were riled up anyway, and as I said, for somebody to put the shackles on Marty, as he did, now he wasn't 100% after getting that rap. For somebody to keep uh, James style as semi-handcuffed was a huge achievement.
0: It you know, certainly was. Well. Just, just to bring you to a couple of points there, because we know Paul O'Brien was talking afterwards to... Um, to Brendan uh, and he actually mentioned the younger players as well the the mix that was yeah. there between the youth and the experience but in particular you've mentioned a couple of the younger players Kieran Kavanagh um and uh, Donna and Dynamo's, Yes yeah, in in the yeah. other corner and he paid particular uh, attention to those as well but obviously Maurice Elward on the other end lamented the chances that maybe St. Mullins hadn't made up. They did get the goal through uh, Jason O'Dean in the second half and he yeah, said maybe really when they game. got it they may have pushed on to get a second one but Mount Leinster Rangers actually did get the goals in the first half which set them up nicely. They came from Dean Tobin from Chris Nolan who got player of the match with 1-9 in total as well. I mean he's been an outstanding stalwart for both Mount Leinster Rangers and for uh, Carlo and Fie- Fieker Fitzpatrick getting the other goal as well so certainly the Rangers look the better team going in at half time with the the scores because they got him and as you said Marty was a little off uh, off kelter yesterday because he did miss a couple of frees yeah. as well which is not like him but um, Rangers listening to you in, in the commentary they certainly sounded like they were the better team
2: yeah they were like and we had another couple of youngsters too with Sean Joyce going to the for a senior fight now when he played in the semi final like, you know I know he was he was on uh, Jason O'Neill Jason ended up getting one one but he had a very very he had to be very happy with his performance young um, young Tim Brennan come on late in the game too, this chap is only 18 like this chap is hitting the cup, small little lad and uh, you know he came in and added his point also like you know he's only gone 18 and then they said a couple of youngsters coming through but like, it has to happen there's a lot of the old boys like, that have given so much pride to the parish, to their families and to the club, like time is running out for them and that's obviously like, you know and for maybe for St. Morris there's a couple of the older players too and they're probably at the crossroads also but like, hurling was the winner. hurling was the winner on the day. Uh, like, said, has competed. And the beautiful thing about it, it wasn't a dirty stroke. It wasn't a dirty stroke. A couple of yellow cards for a couple of maybe hefty tackles. But at the end of the day, listen, like, it was men they you know, playing against men and it was you know it was a joy to
0: watch well you'd certainly expect a few hard hits especially at a county final because there's a, a lot at stake obviously uh, the prize is going forward now to represent carlo in the leinster championship which is starting uh, a good bit away but i terence is going to actually stay with me we did speak about this earlier on i have a very quick break to take when we come back we'll actually discuss a small little bit into that game against the Kilkenny champions coming up in a couple of weeks time and also there was three other finals that was played over the weekend as well in turns is going to give us a quick rundown through them. So don't go anywhere, we'll be back very quickly. Full time on KCLOR with well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Harts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie Your Monday night sport show. Full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back to Full Time on this Monday evening. We would love to hear from you. Our text on WhatsApp, dinnersready.ie text line is available on 083 306 9696. We'd love to hear from people who was at the Carlow uh, County Final yesterday. What did you make of or what did you make of Mount Leinster Rangers' victory? Because a lot of people had it that St. Mullins were going to win this game again. And Terence, I suppose, they were favourites going into this game. But uh, Mount Leinster Rangers certainly proving their worth their first title in three years the last time was back in 2020 and as we mentioned just before the break you now go on to represent Carlo at the uh, Provincial Series which is the Leinster quarterfinal it's the club championship now the next game of that is not until the 11th or 12th of November but there is football to be played in the middle and Paul was speaking with Brendan afterwards and he says the players themselves now are going to focus on it. Mount Leinster Rangers have never been in the football final, they've never won the senior football final so it's something that he's hoping that the club can go and aim for and wouldn't it be great to have Mount Leinster Rangers in the senior football and the senior hurling in the one year.
2: Well, that's true, like you know, but basically, it's a horror area in the south of the county where it's in the north. It's mainly football, like you know. Listen, they got to the semi final last year, and with a little bit of luck, like they could have got to the final. Listen, that's water under the bridge. I said, they have a good few young players, a good few, in fact, of all Joe players, like, and uh, it's not an easy road. It's a tiring campaign. A lot of those players have been with the inter-county scene since last November, coming through the Kehoe Cup, the League, the Joe Mack, now went in straight into their club championship. It's uh, it, it's a long campaign. It's a huge commitment. This and they'll give it a go, and we uh, have to hope for the best.
0: They certainly will. Thirteen odd weeks though before the next game against the Kilkenny champions. I suppose in one way though. Mount Leinster Rangers has a slight advantage in that regard because they can obviously now go to the Kilkenny matches they can see potentially who is going to be the opposition and get their data and all their facts and what they need to do so in one way while it's hampering having so much of a long delay before the next game they certainly will know an awful lot about the opposition when it comes to it
2: uh, listen, Martin, you've got to have to play football. You know, Sunday in, there's five games, there's four games in their group, uh, week in, week out which, again, the same as the hurling So it is. Listen, they probably will get to see a few of the games, but it's not just—it's not holiday time for them. As I said, as the championship starts <laughs> the week and after next, and uh, uh, there's plenty of anyway, backroom
0: so. people there now, Terence. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: anyway, anyway, the backroom team won't be playing the game though. That's the problem. They, they, they always have to dug out. That's you're sorry. like you're that's like that's a good sorry.
0: politician there now, so you yeah, are not going down through the facts <laughs> at all at all. Uh, come here to me while while we have that as well. Um, there was three other games that was played over the weekend. The junior shield final was played. The junior final was also played and the intermediate one was played on Saturday evening as well and I suppose let's start with what is a fairy tale story over the weekend Kildavin Clonigal,
2: Kildavin, Clonigal. you know yeah, 15
0: year hiatus years. before they've had a team 20 years since they won a title down there in the club and back only this year winning it at their first attempt great fairy tale story for the club
2: absolutely they won one eighteen to 1-7 and uh, you know their midfielder Parik trying to score 10 points a uh, very very decent 3 taker. I can assure you his partner Nile Hickey in the middle field got four from play their big centre forward Liam McWill he uh, came in with a point in both halves and Kevin Shepherd got a point and the lively Joe Roberts in the corner got two listen this is a good team performance as well. they were struggling it's their, it's their third team they had to depend on two players to get the full total of one seven uh, Owen Fennell got seven points from uh, six points from Fries and one from play and Willie Hickey the better come out to help the to help the cause and he got a goal. But there was no question about who would like to kill them and he got kill them got were good. And I said hopefully now they can you know keep it up and because we need a few more holding clubs in the county But no, as I said, Rangers were well served maybe by Thomas Joyce, Edward Cody, John Cody tried his utmost and uh, Stephen Steven Lawler but on the day Kildev and Tony Gore were by far the more impressive team and really worthy
0: winners Yeah well they certainly were and well done to all of the winners over the weekend as well Terence we'll give you a nice little rest now for a little while to enjoy the bit of the football um, and to recharge your batteries in time for the club championships uh, in that couple of weeks time no doubt you'll enjoy the rest of the celebrations as well for the remainder of the week and thank you very much for joining me on full time over the league campaign with Carlo the Joe Mac as well and also for the club championships it's very much appreciated and we look forward to the Leinster club competition starting in November as well so Terence Kelly from Carlo thank you very much
2: Yes, been a pleasure, Martin. Thanks for having
0: me. Okay, not at all. You're more than welcome. That was Terence Kelly there, as always, giving us the rundown on all things. That was Carlo hurling, and well done to Mount Leinster Rangers over the weekend, three nineteen to one seventeen, victors over St Mullins. And as we said, they would want to play the Kilkenny champions in the club quarter final of the Leinster competition, and that will be played on the weekend, the eleventh and the twelfth of November. Right, there was obviously hurling matches played in Kilkenny over the weekend there was five of them in total we're going to be hearing from Mark Dowling the Kilkenny under 21 manager and an analyst and an analysis for KCLR that's a tongue twister but first of all let's hear from Ballyhale Shamrocks manager Pat Hoban they were taking on Aaron own at the weekend it took a last minute goal for Aaron Zone to get the spoils let's hear what Pat had to make of the match
3: Pat Hoban manager of Ballyhale uh, Shamrocks a 120-120 draw sum up your emotions after that maybe was it a missed opportunity
1: oh you'd have to like your three points up with into two minutes of injury time you should be hanging on so very disappointed
3: Castle Comer for a long time to be fair to them they kept in the game you were you know you got a very slow start they went up uh, playing very well at, in the first 15 minutes but wonder goal by Adrian Mullen took the glass took the glass off of their performance and then in the second half you would have expected maybe the Shamrocks to kick on but they didn't kick on
1: Yeah you're right Rhonda um, that first quarter Comer dominated it at half time we were flattered to be up as much as we were and and uh, Again, a bit like last week, I suppose, against Lemoore, we would have hoped to push on in the second half, but we just couldn't push it out enough. We we left them in the game. Comer had a good few chances. They actually had a good few wides, so uh, they would have been disappointed with that. So they stepped plugging away, but we just couldn't get it out far enough, really, to finish it off
3: you had to come deep because I said man, man marking had, you know they took particular interest in the likes of Owen Cordy the, the likes of TJ and that's when Adrian Mullen pulled up but Richie Reid was starting to dominate but as you said the Comer half back seemed to be on every breaking ball the ball wasn't sticking when it went to your half hour lane for, for some reason
1: yeah particularly in the second half there on our puckouts, outs we, we just couldn't seem to, to to get on the ball They, as you said Adrian they, we were breaking it down but they were the ones picking it up and coming forward uh, do you know they weren't threatening to score a lot but they were still, we, we weren't pushing on into our forward line enough.
3: Injury is obviously a big part. I know we're not making excuses. Comer are short of number of players. You're short of number of players. But at this stage, Belly hayes would like to be getting some of these players back.
1: Yeah, look, we're, we're working off a very tight panel anyway that's well known. And we are down players. Some of these players just won't be back. So you have to move on with that. Tonight, now again, we picked up oh, and Keneally picked up a, a nasty knock to the face. So, you know, we were, we were, uh, we were really uh, testing our panel there by the end of the game.
3: Next weekend, next Friday night, you have Greg Ballyk-Hallid. They had a great win today. Again, you know, you'll be strong favors going into that game, but of course, if you're down a number of years, maybe it's an opportunity for the likes of them.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way it is at the moment. I'm sure Comer came here in the bases of last week, where they're probably smelling a bit of blood. There's definitely a, a the, the rumour, You know, the word out there is that Shamrocks are weakened. Um, so Ballycallan had a great win today. I was at that game, and they played some excellent hurling. And, and I suppose more importantly, they showed tremendous fight. I think when into the second half, when it looked like Bennis Ridge were going to push on, so. They're coming in, two points in the bag, we have zero, so uh, we're expecting a really tough game.
3: Yeah, now Pat, I'm around a long time and not accepting any of that at this stage. It'll be a cracker next weekend to kick any championship at this stage. We've seen a lot of great games, Lachlan's and the Borough all looking good, but at this stage, Tullerone a great win it, uh, um, in last night as well. So the, a championship, you know, while Shamrocks are down at the moment, there's a lot of talk about a lot of other teams, particularly the City teams.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's great and it's great to have a championship that that's open. Um, you know, I don't fear for a moment that Balayhale are gone away or anything like it. I know the, the you know, the, the hurt in the dressing room in there at the moment, those guys are very, they have a lot of pride and uh, they know how to win. So we're, we're not, not gone away just yet.
3: Yeah, well done, Pat Hoban. We'll see you next weekend.
1: Thanks, Adrian. That was
0: Pat Hoban there, of course, speaking to our own Adrian Ronnie Ronan there after the match uh, last weekend. And, as Ronnie did say, they are taking on Grey Bally Callan this f- weekend coming. And we'll discuss that and much more when we have a chat to you, Mark Dowling. And that's coming up right after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Harz, The home of Skoda in Kilkenny. laheartskoda.ie Looking back over the weekend action. Full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty. Welcome back to Full Time and woohoo, we have a WhatsApp message in here from Shane, obviously in Carlo, wishing Mount Leinster Rangers the very best. He said, what a cracker of a final. Mount Leinster Rangers were outstanding and no doubt they will have a serious I can't make out the part of it because it's messed up a little bit, but I'm assuming he's saying that they're going to have a serious say when it comes to the quarter final in the Leinster Championship. Right, a man that knows all about things for Kilkenny hurling is the Kilkenny under-20 manager and our Owen co-commentator and analyst, Mark Dowling, who joins me on the phone line right now. Mark, how are you this evening? How are you doing, Martin? I am all good, good, thank you very much. Yes, we've been enjoying a lot of... A lot of nice games, a lot of very entertaining games over the last two weekends as the senior intermediate and junior league has commenced. You were at a couple of games at the weekend as well. But uh, let's start overall. We'll go through a couple of the games. Great Ballick Hallen and Bennett's Bridge. Balik bouncing back after their first round defeat. Bennett's Bridge losing out after their first round win over Aaron Zone. So contrasting fortunes for both teams, but nonetheless a good victory for. For the Bally
4: Callan men. Yeah, it was a great win for Bally Callen, uh, Martin. I was I was actually at that match, um, and yeah, they were the better side. I'd say the bridge would be disappointed with, with their performance themselves. Um, but Bally Callan really outfought them, uh, I thought, all over the pitch, and were very deserving of their win. They had a lot of young players playing, all, all delivered performances on the day. So I thought they showed a lot of promise the first day as well against um, the village. And... and might have been unlucky not to be a bit closer or, or got over the line that day. So I'd say they were delighted with getting getting the win. You know, and getting on the board.
0: Well, they certainly will. But someone who was also delighted sitting pretty at the top of the table is Glenmore. It sounded like a right battle between the two uh, against James Stevens. Glenmore taking on James Stevens in Thomastown yesterday, finishing up Glenmore two a c and James Stevens twenty three points. That's a one point victory for Glenmore. And as I said, two from two. You can't really ask any more than that.
4: No, it's a fantastic start for Glenmore, particularly you know the first one being against Ballyhale. I know Ballyhale are down a few at the moment; they're still Ballyhale though, and uh, you know it would have been a local derby as well there, sort of to get off to a win against them and then back it up. You know, two two big two big teams, the village and Ballyhale to to beat in the first two matches. Uh, yeah, it was a right game, but look, um, Alan Murphy was fantastic and and really was the was the key man in get in getting them their win.
0: I suppose when you look at it, Mark, it's the second year in a row that Glenmore has beaten James Stevens. So they certainly are making progress down there.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I suppose last year for them, you know, just to kind of find their feet at senior level again, and um, you know, they 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 got that win against um, the village in the first match last year, and then had a, had it took a few uh, defeats after that. But but they're they're there. They set up. They're there this year, and and you know. I'm, I'm listening to some people talking about them as, as you know, maybe dark horses to, to really go far in the championship, and they certainly have a lot of experience in youth, um with the Murphys and and Kyle Byrne and Billy Reid and obviously Jerry Elwards still there and very dangerous. So they have a lot going from there, really, you know, and, and they seem to be going from strength to strength.
0: Well, they certainly do. Let's move on to Group B then, and Tullerone with a monster victory over Mullinavat at the weekend, six twenty-one to one nine. will certainly be hurting after that one, but what a performance by Tullerone.
4: Yeah, I think. Look, I, th- I think the the the, uh, the performance, the, the 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 loss the first week to O'Loughlin is probably. Uh, Sport on Tolerone to uh, really shook him into into a performance this week and yeah look I mean it's it a massive win 621 to 19 I think it's about 27 points or so uh, Colossal against a very strong outfit in Mullen who had a very good performance the first day against Ainsport so uh, yeah look it, it's no secret Tolerone are, are knocking on the door of doing something really big I, they've been in the last two semi-finals they won a league final last year um, so you know they're going to be there or thereabouts anyway um, regardless how they go through the league they'll be there thereabouts come the championship but I think uh, last Friday night against Mullen they really sent out a message
0: and they certainly did and the scoring difference won't uh, do many harm when it comes to the, the latter stages as well because that could be all important uh, your own club are flying as well 120 to 117 victory for Dixborough over O'Loughlin Gales that game was played on Friday night and that's two wins from two now and Dixborough like Glenn
4: Moore going very, very well? Yeah, look, the lads will be happy, alright. Um, I suppose, like anyone, they're just going from week to week and, uh, you know, to get, get the win, to move on. Uh, There's not much time to think about it, I suppose, and digest it before the next one is on top of you. But to be very happy, uh, like, Lachlan's were fantastic the first day against Tullerone. They were probably a little bit below that uh, against the Borough, and uh, it would have been hard to repeat that performance anyway. Uh, in saying that, you know, there was only one score in it at the end. And um, so, you know, I'd say if they met again in the morning, you you'd toss a coin and, um, you know, the board will be happy how they're going. But but the Loughlin's won't reach massively into the defeat. I'm sure they'll learn from a defeat. Uh, you always learn a bit more in defeat than, than victory. So uh, they'll kick on. You'll find the see next week and, and get back to, to um, winning ways over the next few weeks, certainly. And uh, again, like Tullerone, they're going to be massive contenders. Uh Dicksburg hope to be in the same boat. And... Um, you know they're in a good position now. They're top of the group. Uh, two p- or four points, two wins gives you a kind of clearance of, of relegation most years so uh, that's, the, that's the first hurdle you want to jump when you when you start the season so they're there now and they can start looking up
0: Well, they certainly are and it's very tight when you look at group B because Clara certainly bounced back in right fashion against Dainsford at the weekend as well coming away with a 10 point victory 23 points to 13 points against Dainsford and Clara will probably be disappointed after their first round defeat to the Dixborough men uh, it was out in the Kells Road as well so that's, uh, that's an important win for them to try and get their season up and running
4: yeah huge win and it was necessary I was chatting to a few of the Clara players um, after the first match against the Borough and they were very disappointed with, with their performance and felt they hadn't shown up at all so I'd say for for them to go out uh, yesterday and get the win you know it was a, it was a big deal for them uh, to win by 10 points is, is big as well and you mentioned score difference score difference might very well come into it because the two groups uh, are very tight like in that group B uh, you have Four teams on two points. You know, the Borough ahead on four, but you have four teams on two. Dane's fourth at the bottom. You to get a win. And then in the other group, they're very they're very close. Under Glenmore, you have three on two points and two on one point. So there's nothing between them after two rounds of matches, you know, uh, and it's very likely that it'll come down to score difference um, for those top two spots, you know, and and, and possibly the other spots as well
0: and I suppose that's why these matches are so important to clubs to try and if you are going to lose well try and keep the score as low as possible when it comes to it because the difference between a point or two in either going into a relegation semi-final or avoiding it and progressing into the, the knockout stages um, and getting you know that extra week as well that's there for a club it certainly can be vital overall Mark from the games that you've seen over the two rounds so far and I know it is only the two rounds in the league and like you said the players missing from the shamrock and there's lots of other clubs that's missing players as well Aaron Own are still missing a good few players but has anyone really stood out and impressed you over the games that you've seen at the week uh, over the last two weekends
4: yeah I suppose look again just to reiterate it is only two rounds teams are only getting going really finding their feet players coming back from holidays maybe Coming back from injuries, obviously it's been mentioned a lot about Shamrock's missing players. They'll come back, some of them at least. Uh, but look, I suppose you know the game of the, of the two rounds for me so far was Tullerone and um, O'Loughlin's. Uh, that I thought that was a fantastic match. Um, obviously, both of those teams, the expert Glenmore, they're all performing well. You know, the village will look to get back to winning ways next week. That'll be a crunch match against uh, Bennet's Bridge, who'll be hurting after a performance the other day, no doubt. And uh, I think Bally Callan have done really well. Uh, as I said, I thought the first day they were unlucky. Really, they stuck with the village. Uh, village got a couple of goals against the run of play in the first half, maybe a bit unlucky on ballycallan Callan. Uh, did kick on in the second half, but Barry Callum stayed with them and, and, and made it close, you know, the whole way. So, for them to get to win the last day, I thought they were impressive the last day. Uh, and look, you'd have to give a shout to uh, Comer as well. It was at that match against Shamrocks. Uh, you know, people can can... You talk about Shamrocks with players and different things, and obviously that is a factor, without a doubt. But there's still the Shamrocks, and they still of massive quality all over the pitch. And uh, I thought Comer put up a really gutsy performance uh, and showed an awful lot of belief. It was a 21-yard free right at the death, minute or two to go. They took their score, took their point, and uh, it was the right decision as it proved and got their goal at the end. So, you know, a lot of belief, a lot of... A lot of uh, bottle to To get the result out of that when maybe they looked like it was gone, but uh, yeah look i think I think our clubs will be reasonably happy with with uh, how they 're doing obviously one or two have yet to to get going, but like as i said they 're only they 're only really shaking the cobwebs off at the minute and um, it 's over the next I would say around certainly around four five and six. But the next round on as well, like you know, it should from next weekend on it should uh, really get going, and and you'll get a a, a true flavour where clubs are at, you know where teams are are on the on the ladder. So to week,
0: You yeah, certainly will. Well, I know Robbie will be discussing in further detail later on on Friday night's scoreline. He'll have the matches for Saturday and Sunday, and he'll be previewing them. But obviously there will be one match going ahead on Friday evening when Robbie's show is on. So we're going to preview that this evening, and that is the meeting of Bennett's Bridge and James Stevens. It has a seven o'clock throw-in on friday evening how do you see this one going mark uh tough one to
4: call it because uh like both of them are going to come in on the back of losses now the thing about james stevens yesterday i mean they will be unhappy with the spread of scores across the forward line A number of the forwards but we just didn't uh get going like they'd want to um Owen Gilfield were very reliant on his freeze uh, Ross Whedon again put a second big performance behind uh, behind him. Uh, he got four points from play, but outside of that, they had no scores in the forwards. So there's a lot of improvement there. They were still only a point behind, um, you know, at the, at the final whistle, and it was a last minute point by Anna Murphy to win it. So they were right there. I thought they were actually going to come and win it uh, at the end. And you know, there was a lot left in them. There's a lot more in them. You know, there, there's there's a lot of them didn't perform up to scratch. So. They 'll be looking for a response. The bridge match said look, Kenis Bridge will definitely um, will be disappointed with the performance on 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 Saturday against Bally Callan. Uh, so they 'll be looking for a rebound, and I do know they're getting players back gradually as well, um, so I think two or three of them appeared the other day, and then there's one or two more uh, that have to come back as well so like across the board with all clubs there's still players drifting back into the scenes. Um, but for those two, I think that could be the match of the weekend. To be honest, uh, they had a cracking quarter final last year in the championship uh, with the village getting through, and um, I think it should be a good game again. It's out in it's out in Danes Fort I think on Friday night, so uh, I say it'll be a big crowd out there. It's just it's worth mentioning as well, Martin. Just from being around and uh, obviously a lot of the grounds over the last two weekends, they're in fantastic, Nick, and and uh, the facilities and the pitches and scoreboards and all the rest that go with it, and the stewarding of big crowds. Uh, has been fantastic. And there has been big crowds. Uh, there was a huge crowd on the Kells Road for the Borough and the Loughlands. And I thought the village dealt brilliantly with it, you know, the stewards there and how well they dealt with the traffic. And that same at Thomastown yesterday. Uh, Dane's tonight, the nice uh, Ballycallan played the village out there. So the clubs are really putting in uh, a great workout, you know, being rich with parking and stuff and pitch facilities and stuff. So, so yeah, look, I think... Um, the crowds are going to the matches. There seems to be a huge hunger amongst people, the general public, to, to get to games. So it's great getting around to all the, um, country venues and the, and the club venues, uh, and getting matches there. So. Yeah, look, I think sport on on Friday for this match. It's sure to be busy again, you
0: know. It certainly will. Mark, thanks a million for joining me on Monday evening, full time here and giving us no a problem, rundown man. over the last two weekends. And no doubt, things will certainly be hotting up over the next couple of weekends. And we will chat to you again uh, within the next couple to see how things are progressing along nicely in the league. But for the time being, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the sport oh. at the weekend and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Good man. Appreciate that. Thank you. That was Mark Dowling there, of course, Kikenni, under-20 manager and KCLR co-commentator and analysis as well for ourselves. Right, I'm coming up to an ad break shortly, but first of all, we are going to hear from Paddy Morgan, who is the captain of the Irish Blind golf team and they are taking part in the isps handa open 23 that is taking place in mount woolsley from the 10th to the 14th of september and our own shane o'keefe caught up with paddy during the week to see all about what is the irish blind open what does it entail and to see what uh, events can we look forward to coming up so here's the interview with paddy
5: well, not too bad today And yeah of course It's the SP Santa Irish Open It's our first event To happen in Ireland In six years The last one was in 2017 We're going to have Approximately 22 players In this field From several countries uh, Ourselves Northern Ireland England Scotland Spain uh, Holland uh, America, Canada, we'll have the winner of the British Blind Open, Stuart Hutchinson, he'll be playing. Also, we we'll have the winner of the World Championships, John Egan, who's also from England, will be in the event. Um, people will be playing from four C so categories, B1, totally blind, B2, less than 260, Ic B3, less than 660, and B4. Um, this is my um, fourth event as um um, to have the Irish Open in my term of capacity is fantastic we're really looking forward to it it takes place on the 10th to the 14th of September of the practice round on the 11th competition Tuesday Wednesday six hole either stroke play or state for an event um, also on the Monday we'll have come and try session um, with the kids you know to it's important to grow the game to a younger audience and we'll have media covering that event as well so we're really looking forward to it and we're just hoping now that the weather is great because Mount know, usually is a fabulous concordance hotel and it's all going for that. Yeah, the weather can be something tricky here in Ireland, as we all know. Uh, Paddy, as the captain of the the Irish playing Golf team, what are the numbers like in participation levels? What's the competitiveness like at this level? And what should we be expecting out Mount Oosley from the Irish contingent? Oh, well, like our own um, fellow called Paddy Power from Wexford, he won the state for an event in the ISPS uh, Spanish Open. Um, last year, another member of Irish sporting golf, his name is Wally Rood. He came second at both the British Blind Open and also in the South Africa um, Blind Open. Um, one of our newest members, Oliver O'Connor, is from Wicklow. He came second to be in the category in England. So we've a couple of very good players. Also, myself will be there and thereabouts. So we're hoping that one of the Irish does well in our own events. Oh yeah, like the most of the people that we play in this event I have played with over the years, in other events and yeah there's some very good players, some low handicaps, they've great ability and uh you know, they be looking to do well in the Irish Open at Mount Moosley. Yeah, well we have tried increasing numbers over the years. I just mentioned there a few minutes got the come and try session we have come and try sessions at Ellen Green Golf Club which is in Dublin, driving range, PJ Pro, Graham Sweeney, it's for anybody to come up. Have a go and see how you get on. You know, and also last year we had the come and three sessions of Photo Wilder and Cork for members that live in, in around Cork a Photo uh, Island, you had three two hour sessions with the pro, his name was Ronan Collins, um, for people to come out and have a go like also like with our outings that we have nine, ten events, we have a an out in Tourless, Wexford, Wicklow Party, so that's hopefully gets like the in, in involved, you know. You never know, who knows who, as they say. And uh, obviously, yeah, the pandemic, that didn't help anybody. But, you know, we're kind of getting back to very, very far. And, the, you know, we did have plans to kind of hold the Irish Open, but obviously that was locked in the head because you couldn't travel anywhere. Anybody couldn't do anything. So, um, you know, we're always hoping like if, if you just got like one extra member every year, that would be fantastic. And with the Irish Open being on this year, it's, it's a great um, event to showcase uh, the talents that we have. Well, I've been playing my Irish Line golf since 2013, 10, 10 years this year. And um, Every year I've been very involved in all the events. And, um, you know, it was just, they, they just picked me. It was a matter of progression. And, you know, only 26 years of age, I've really enjoyed it because like, there's been different roles. And um, that, that helped me hugely because like we've been trying to be a journalist so fresh to get into. you do need to speak especially in front of people and like when our our events afterwards we get prize given and we say a few words on how it went and if there's anything happen and that every time I've, done that, I've gotten better and then um, like even like if I'm booking events like ringing golf courses so I've really enjoyed it it's been a year and a half now that the term of captaincy is two years and as I said earlier on, like, to be involved in organising the Irish Open, well in my term, a craftsy is a huge honour and I'm really delighted. Well, like, obviously I've always hoping to do well but as, as everyone knows, golf is a difficult game, you know, it's, it's, as soon as you think you hit one great shot, oh you're onto a great hole, and it's just unfortunately a bad shot comes an hour. But uh, like recently, you know, one of my problems has been... Just a little bit of a cold putter, so continue to practice on that. And never know now obviously we will have some great players in the field from like several countries, especially from England. So, um, you know, like if our Irish is up there, great, but like some of the English the likes of Johnny, he can defend that mention here on one of the. the the World Championships and Spanish Open he's a very good player low handicap and he, he's, he's a very solid player I played with him in the British Open not too long ago on the practice round and you know every shot was like down the middle onto the green he was very impressive you know he'd be up there at the Irish Open I'd say no doubt Oh, yeah, well, we all have challenges because, like, as everybody's fish-impaired, and, like, with playing golf, it's a two-person game. We rely on a slid guide, so my guide is my dad, so he's my eyes, so, for example, when hitting it, like, a point, say, like, it's the fairway, this way, that way, and then, he'd, like, he put the club behind the ball, and then he'd say, go left, go right, like, in line the fairway, then I'd hit it, and then, obviously, go find it, and then, you know, he, as he's been my guide for many years, like he knows, like, he know, like my distances with shots and all that. And um when it comes to like around the green, like for like chipping for example, like I've just, like, a clock system so like different like numbers on the clock, like eight o'clock like for example, would be a 10, twenty chip shot. He says that to me they couldn't i like, know and uh, hopefully like if I don't hit, hit it too hard it be okay. And then when it comes to the I've really enjoyed uh, keeping the flag in. It's been a new rule thing from a few years ago. A bit like the Mafford Patrick for England who won the US Open like to keep the flag in. And my dad would say like, sometimes I wouldn't see him he'd say oh I'm at the hole I'm behind the hole and uh, I'd do a practice swing and then hopefully uh, recreate it in the, in the normal shot and hopefully be enough. Um, for Brian golf, there's only two rule differences to um, like a a sighted person playing the game, and um, the vision impaired or blind uh, golfer is allowed ground a club in the bunker. Whereas uh, the normal golfers are not allowed, and also the guide is allowed is allowed to stand behind the blind, a uh, vision impaired player while hitting the shot. Whereas the normal golf the caddy would have to walk walk away. So that's really it. Bar from that, it's the same as anything else. You go out, enjoy, hopefully play well, and see how it goes.
0: That was, of course, Paddy Morgan there having a chat to our own Shane O'Keefe during the week. Right, when I come back, we're going to do a sports roundup. We'll give you a rundown of the intermediate and the Junior League games from Kilkenny over the weekend. And we are going to announce this week's Electric Player of the Week. So plenty more to come between now and 6 o'clock. Don't go, or 7 o'clock, I should say. I'm nearly behind myself. It is coming up near 7 o'clock. I'll be back after this short break full time on KCL or so thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny lahardsvolkswagenie Full time on KCLR your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Welcome back to the final part of Full Time right Let's motor along here in the Michaeling Motors Intermediate Hurling League Group A. The results are Young Ireland's two twenty-one, Connehy Shamrocks 110, St. Martin's two twenty-one, Moonheim 123, and Lesdoni 119, Fenian's fourteen points. While in Group B it was the Roarnest D twenty-five points, Carrick Shock fifteen, Donemagan three twenty-three, blacks and white. 118 thomastown 226 olachlan gales 511 what a cracker there in the jj Cavanagh sons junior hurling league in group a great 321 Clunin 14 points Pilton 220 kilmacow 18 points tulliver ross berkham 114 and st lacton 17 points while in group b it finished wine Gap 23 emerald 16 john locks 117 galmoy 18 barra rangers 223 sleeverew 415 and in group c munkhine 515 one 19 dixborough 426 Tara two ten, Aaron Zone one sixteen, the Roar eighteen points. We also want to congratulate Shane Dunn, who is a member of Clock Handball Club, who saw off fellow county man Kieron Nari in the singles all Ireland final on a twenty one eight 21-16 scoreline to claim his first ever senior medal in any code over the weekend. So well done to Shane there. Right, games coming up over the weekend. On Friday night, our live game is going to be Bennis Bridge versus James Stevens. That's at seven o'clock. On Saturday, we have two live games. The first one at 2 o'clock which is Mullen Nevada no Lachlands. that's coming from Huggins Town while great Bally Callen will take on Ballyhale Shamrocks at 4.30 from John Johnlock Park in Callan and on Sunday then we have Deans Fort and Dixborough at 3 o'clock that's coming from the Kells Road and we'll have updates from all of the Michael Ling Motors Intermediate Games and score updates from all of the Junior Games as well right in other sports roundup news Rory McElroy had a bogey free 65 but it wasn't enough uh, over the weekend at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. The Irishman finished on tied third uh, on minus 14. Uh, American Lucas Glover claimed his second title in as many weeks, finishing on 15 under par there. So, uh, commiserations to Rory McIlroy. Right, let's move along then to the KCLR Electric Player of the Week in association with the ID range of electric vehicles at Le Hart's Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Visit leharts.ie. And the winner this week is, drumroll please... Rangers Chris Nolan. This week's honour goes to Chris. Chris helped his side win the senior final in Carlo, chipping in with 1-9 and picking up the player of the match award also. And you are to keep an eye on KCLR socials after 7 o'clock this evening for your chance to win €100 Euro cash prize. And congratulations once again to Chris Nolan for more details. See our sports website, scoreline.ie forward slash electric. Right, Owen Carey's in the building. He's going to be next up. I will chat to you again next Monday. But for the time being, take care, look after yourselves, enjoy your sport. And we will see you again soon. Bye for now. Keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on
3: KCLOR with Martin Quilty.